Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today because the governor called. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places. I made a joke the other day. I was like, maybe you're watching it on a sweater. It's a joke for like 15 yes, people. Yes, uh, who remember the uh, Rich Phillips ad for <laughs> Sling TV years ago. <laughs> you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. <sighs> What is that for? I'm sorry. Well, I'm, why I, a I sign right off the bat? Why the sign? I feel no. I feel that was bad. a big exhale. I feel bad about your Spurs. Oh, she's the Dutch to the door. She's you don't good. mean that. I do. He doesn't. Thank you. you. Do I'm not mean glad that, that, that at all. I mean, I feel bad that your Spurs couldn't lose by fewer than five and a half points. That's for entertainment purposes, for entertainment of purposes. course. You also, I know you're also sad because. Ish is a Suns fan, and mm. the Spurs would have gotten obliterated in four games to the Suns, and you would have enjoyed seeing that. So there's a lot of levels to your sadness. None yeah. of them are for the hurting heart that I have. Those other dulcet tones you hear, and I do mean dulcet tones for <laughs> once. Meh. Normally it's just like some guy, uh, but instead <laughs> we're joined by professional talker guy. Uh, is that, that that's is on, on the business, business card. card? That's actually on the business card. <laughs> Professional talker it's, guy. It's hard. Yes. Fresh off the Masters, it's our friend Ted Emmerich. Yay! Yay! You, you must be really hurting for guests. No, if you're having me in, but I'm very glad to be. Here. No, we tried to book you last. It's it's funny. We were walking up the, the stairs, and I, I said, "Yeah." It struck me that I tried to book you last week, and you texted back very nicely. And you're like, "Ah, you know, I'm a little busy next, like, no, this week." <laughs> And I was you like, dummy. And I was like, I wonder what he's doing. And then like he shows up on my radio doing the Masters. I'm like, ah, oh yeah, that, that thing. Little, thing. <laughs> little um, golf tournament. Yeah. They award this jacket. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't want to beat you down with that. Oh yes, I'm at the Masters next okay. week. I can't be on Texas football today. Right. I just, I was out of town. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it okay. last week. All right, a couple things. Uh, today's Thursday, April twelfth, uh, April fourteenth, twenty twenty-two. Two hundred forty twenty-four days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Baker Mayfield. Episode one thousand three hundred sixty-nine. Okay, nice. Thank nice. you. Nice. We've got Ted Emmerich in studio, and I want to start with the Masters uh, because I know in the past you've done it remotely. Were you in Augusta? I was. Yes, wow. I I, oh I was. Gosh. The only time I've done it remotely <laughs> was uh, twenty twenty. Yep. Was the Fall Masters, mm-hmm. uh, and I did that from a producer's house in Dallas. Uh, but it was nice to be back last year, and the course was a quarter capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just I, you didn't recognize Augusta mm-hmm. National because you didn't have nearly as many patrons there. This year, it's like they made up for it. I feel like there were more 
patrons on the grounds than I'd ever seen before. I've been very fortunate to be able to cover the Masters for Westwood One going back to 2015. And this year, I mean, just all over the place. Um, and, and it was great. I mean, it, it, we're returning to normal, right, slowly but surely. Um, great experience and great to see Dallas's own Scotty Scheffler win it. So you are you're in the presence of, of probably the person who is the most jealous of you. Which in the is, entire world, in the entire that world. is that is dream. She is number one. She is I, big yeah. masters person. I was able I to think go. It's neat. Oh, what? Stop! He was slandering me all week last week. I, <laughs> That's every day. Exactly. For, yes, but it it, it it heightens pickles. it heightens in in the week of the great golf tournament. My dad enters. Um, he enters the lottery for yeah. the practice round tickets, and yeah. finally in 2018, he he called me. I, I was in college, and he called me. He goes, "You ready to cross off number one off the bucket list?" And I was like, "Oh my God." You got tickets. We're and going. So we went to the Monday practice round, and that was the like I get goosebumps even talking yes. about it now. It was the coolest thing in the world. And pickle, I, you know, the next thing you might say is, "Oh, I'd love to be there for a tournament round, right? Thursday through Sunday." Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think you get more out of, out practice, of practice rounds if you have never been before. Again, that's the only time I get to walk the course. Mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know, Thursday through Sunday, I'm locked in in my location in the media center. But you know, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, just get out. You walk around. You can bring a camera an actual camera with mm-hmm. you of course no phones mm-hmm. allowed which you know uh, on one hand uh, you know they're stuck in the dark ages but on the other there is something refreshing mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. in 2022 now mm-hmm. not everyone watching an event through their, through their phone but again for the practice rounds you can bring an actual camera mm-hmm. go to amen corner and just I had the we we had the we sat up in the grandstands at Amon Corner right yeah. there and we had the pimento cheese it was God. well that's disgusting but uh, no, no 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 yeah, no no well, that, that's one thing that like <laughs> okay, I think you the, can ma- get the chicken salad if you want the rest of it is great the masters gets no, away cheese. with normalizing a disgusting sandwich yes. we can all yeah. agree that a pimento Wrong. cheese sandwich is gross nasty. no absolutely it's not nasty. it's the best it was it was a moment I have a picture of my pimento cheese because I took in I took in a camera a picture of the sandwich oh yeah I got the Full experience. We touched the we touched the fairway on hole five. I mean, we went. It was with the sandwich. You, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You did the sandwich, the sandwich. Put a little bit of grass fairway. on the pimento cheese. Said, you know what? A little dirt never hurt anyone. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I could talk this the whole the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay, there's a couple of things about the Masters that I do want to ask you about because the Masters is uh, a unique broadcasting. Uh, Challenge is maybe a word because they have a certain set of. I mean, they they have a they have a short leash for broadcasters. They they want things reflected in a certain way. Mm-hmm. For example, you mentioned, and that was not a that was not a, a, a you know a, an accident. You were saying, man, there were more patrons there than ever. That's what they are at Augusta National. They're not it's that fans. Simple. They're no. not spectators. They are patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correct. It, is that now just drilled? So you've done it enough times. It's drilled so far. All those little things. That the second cut, right? It's not the rough. It's the second. There's cut. no such thing as rough at Augusta National. There's the first cut and there's the second cut. And and I get it. I yeah. mean, the joke might be like, you know, how, you know, how many hours did it take yeah. for them to drill that in you? It, listen, that's that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you are uh, a rights holder uh, at Augusta National for the Masters. I, th- that is the language that you adopt. There, that's just that's what it is. There, mm-hmm. you know, it, just mm-hmm. like it would, you know, the proper terminology, uh, you know, for a basketball game or a football game. That's how it is at Augusta National. There's 
nothing more to it, and that's fine. It's, uh, it's do you ever, a special place for many reasons. Do you, do you ever have to? Do you ever have to like catch yourself? Like, do, or because I know, like, in in talking with you and other guys who do play by play, like, in a lot of ways, like your brain is 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 ahead of your mouth, but only by like a half step. Right. You know what I mean? Mine is my brain is way there's behind no my mouth. Right. no it's 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 okay. three days ago. <laughs> so do you ever do you ever come close? Do you ever find yourself catching yourself of like referring to them as spectators or referring to them as, as rough? And there's, I know there's a couple of other ones like that. Yeah, not not so much now. Maybe that first mm-hmm. year, uh, just getting used to it. And you know, it it's. It, it, listen, it's not like there is some list of ter- these are the guidelines yeah. and you must. Th- this is the handbook for Augusta National. It's just this is uh, you, you pick it up uh, as you go mm-hmm. along. Well, uh, and I'm and, sure you watched yeah. it for years beforehand. And it's kind of one of those things. It's like when you've watched it for so many years, I feel like it's already maybe I'm just sick, but it's already ingrained in your yeah. mind. Sure. I mean, both are true. <laughs> both Thanks. Are true. Thanks. The sick part. Yeah, all right. yeah. It's, it's all true. Yes. Slander. Um, yeah. <laughs> OK. The other part of this is. I am fascinated with the ideas because this is obviously a big golf person. I think golf is neat. Um, the idea of calling golf on the radio is incredible. Yes. Because, I mean, there's nothing happening in baseball, but, like, baseball has a rhythm. You know what I mean? And I sure. think, like, I I think Eric Nadell is one of the greatest that's ever lived. Of course. And you can listen to him and you can you can write a song to the way that he, he calls a game. Yes. Golf, it feels like there's even less happening, mm-hmm. and especially when you are, because I understand when you watch CBS, that production is that production really is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like what they do yes. when they're doing, no. it, it's unbelievable. It, it feels action packed. Yes, it, well, and again, they they have the entire course covered, mm-hmm. and uh, if you just see the compound that CBS has at Augusta yeah. National with the dozens of trucks and all the personnel. That staff, and and not just what you see on TV mm-hmm. on CBS, but if you were to go on ESPN Plus or mm-hmm. the Masters app or wherever, and to see the featured groups coverage, uh, to see uh, the commentators that are just at Amen Corner mm-hmm. all day, and and that is a separate channel. It's enormous. Um, but you're right. I mean, golf on on the radio. You know, it'd be one thing if all you had. Let, let's take this. You know, a, a match play situation like the match, right? Yes. We, you know, in years past, whether it's Bryson versus Brooks or whoever, that's one thing. If you're having to fill all that time between shots, but when you're covering a golf tournament and you might be assigned one hole, listen, as a listener, you hear every shot. If you're mm-hmm. a good producer, you were jumping around. You're sticking with the leader, certainly. You're sticking with Tiger uh, if he's playing, but. It is action-packed in that they're able to move you around so you can cover the most action mm-hmm. uh, possible. Uh, it's not just hanging out at hole number 13 right. and waiting in between the tee shot and his approach, and then he's in the bunker and all that time in between. Uh, they move it along, mm-hmm. wh- which you have to do. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean... You'd just be like, he's still walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still, no, he's got another no, 100 no, yards. He'll get no, there. No, after the shot is hit, yeah. you know, to 12. You know, you're sending it along to the next guy. The other thing that you have become relatively infamous around these parts for is um, your Easter eggs that you have dropped in. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> then I'll just I'll just talk, and then you can, you can confirm or deny or no comment these things. But... Um, it strikes me that I'll listen to your reports like on the, you know, on the hour or, or every 30 minutes on sports radio stations around here. 
and it sure seems like you're working references in to uh, the, for for the again for the uh, edification of a very small number of people because these 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 updates for Westwood One they're going out worldwide. I mean, they're going out to everybody, and it seems to me that there are times in which it's. I think you're talking only to me. Um, yes, I do the updates for Tepper. There's no yeah, doubt. I was, I was no just, doubt, just for you. I'm just, I'm just saying that, like, look, I'm you're, you're preaching the choir here because I made a commitment years ago that I was only going to broadcast to make myself laugh. Right. Which you so know, so many Simpsons references. That's exactly yes. right. We yes. called, we called a game for the International Bowl. That's right. Years and years that's ago, right. and I worked one in there too. Then yes. and and Teddy called me out on it. Yes. Um. So. Uh, how much do you do you have just a list of those going in, or or is this something that you're forbidden to talk about? I have no idea what you're okay. talking about, Tim. Right. Okay, you have no idea. I love you, <laughs> but I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking. about. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Maybe you know what? I hear things a lot. That's uh, yes. just no, I, uh, my yeah. earrings going. That's it's, right. It's, it's sometimes you hear what you want to that's, hear. I think this that's true. it. I think you know? like you know. Uh, it's like the optical illusions. Like it looks like they're they're like one line's longer than the other, but actually, you know, it's, it's fine. anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> now, one on that kind of same topic. Uh, one thing that I know, uh, going back to Eric Nadell to name drop him for a second time. One of the things, one of his tips and tricks that he always gives to broadcasters is that he keeps a notebook around and when he hears phrases and words and things that he likes he'll write those down and then just try to try his best to not shoehorn them in but right. work them in yeah is that something that you've adopted or or because because you are always very smooth when you're when you're broadcasting well thank you um and and you always feel like you have the right the right terminology at the right moment is that something you do is that something you've picked up what other tips and tricks do you have to, that you can just give to the whole world now for free? <laughs> well, I, I don't think they're worth anything. So yeah, uh, yeah free or not. Uh, if I'm watching a game mm-hmm. and it's someone that I'm that I really enjoy and yes, if there is a turn of phrase or something, listen, if it's somebody's catchphrase, that's totally different. Yeah. You know, you're not going to steal uh, rack attack from Iron Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not going to steal you know, just take your pick. Anybody uh, like that belongs to them. You know, Mike Breen has br- has bang on lock. He sure you know, does. Nobody is taking that away. But uh, little uh, ways to describe things uh, over the course of the game or even just how to tell a story in a short period of time. I think Al Michaels, I mean, you know, one of the greatest, no mm-hmm. question about it. Um, but <clears throat> one thing in particular that I love about him is how he is able to encapsulate a player uh, and so concisely so that Chris Collinsworth uh, can jump in and still, uh, you know, analyze the play. Uh, but if there is a certain phrase, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, like sometimes, you know, you're watching a, uh, you know, a soccer match mm-hmm. and there are little things that you hear from a commentator in Europe that you just don't hear applied to American sports. Like, how could I make that work? Uh, For instance, I actually didn't use this this season in any game, but I had it written down. I have a little note on Mm -hmm. my phone, just little phrases like this. I remember last summer I was watching some soccer game, and and the announcer said they led from gun to tape. That's really good. Hmm. And I thought that was 
just outstanding. It's like I need to, you know, try to work that in at some point. I don't think I did, but it's just little things like that. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're always evolving. You're always learning. You're always trying to get better. And sometimes I, I mean, I hope that I can come up with stuff on my own yeah. too and be original. Uh, and sometimes that'll hit me. You know how to uh, describe a certain play in football or basketball or whatever it may be, and just write that down, file it away. It's not as if you're treating it like a word bank. That, mm-hmm. It can't be that. But before every season, I'll take a legal pad and I will just try to create my own thesaurus mm-hmm. just from memory on how to describe an inside run, how to describe an outside run. They slash, they knife, they bounce it to the outside, they bend it to the outside, or they hammer it inside. He bangs off right guard. Uh, <clears throat> he fights his way. Whatever it is, strong mm-hmm. action verbs like Bill Mercer taught me at North call. Texas. Yes, call. <laughs> uh, um, I, was, I was in his last class at North Texas. I drove him into retirement pickle. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, then we ended up with Hank. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, you're, all, you're always trying to refine. You're, mm-hmm. You can't just ever say, you know what? I got this down. I, yeah. I've arrived, you know, uh, because that is just not the case. It is never the case if you're any good. Uh, it's Ted Emmerich joining us here on Texas Football Today, uh, talking broadcasting and and, and all the, all that that implies and because the one you mentioned like the 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 having that thesaurus the guy that I always and he kind of became famous for it is Doc Emmerich calling oh uh, yeah hockey absolutely because basic, no relation yeah because uh, with, with a K yeah <laughs> I was yeah, gonna right. say it just happens to be you know the, the, a similar name to it you know I actually got they I worked with a producer uh, for a basketball game this year for ESPN and he entered you know we'd never worked together before and and he says uh, I loved your dad. And it's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, thank were, were you. You, oh, oh, really? You were in <laughs> Dallas, and you know, he's like, oh, D- Dallas. No, I, I loved your dad. He did the hockey, and yeah, not <laughs> not quite. Uh, yeah. But thank Cl- you. Close, uh, very but yes, not my, quite there. Yeah, that's I guess, okay. That's I guess, okay. I guess to reset, your your late father, the, the great Roger Emmerich, <laughs> uh, is you know is a broadcasting legend in his own right. So <laughs> yes. so that's a very strange situation only for you. you. Yes, yeah, that can only yes, happen to you. Um, okay, so then let's get you in trouble a little bit here. Okay. Uh, let's hear the Ted Emmerich, Mount Rushmore of play-by-play guys. Oh, man. Who are the four, you got four oh. spots. Oof. You did not prepare me for this. Yeah, that's You're a, putting me on the that's spot. A that's a tough ask. Like, uh, you know, um, because there's a lot of good ones now. And, oh, my gosh. And so, and, and, uh, and the other thing that's challenging for you is... This would be easier if I was just like you can only do football guys. Or you can only do right. and I know you are you consume yeah. a lot of different sports. And that's so tough because it on one hand you can go by quality of assignments and mm-hmm. you know you could just make it very easy on yourself. Well, I mean, how is Joe Buck not on there, sure. right? With uh, all the Super Bowls he's called all the World Series and now joining ESPN and you know and Joe is one of my favorites. Yeah. But you know for me, if I'm trying to interpret this, it is who I really enjoy watching yeah. and who listening you, to. Who do you stop down? Right, who somebody exactly. like, it could be, and, and it could be a game in which I don't really care about the teams mm-hmm. involved. Uh, for me, my favorite going right now, I won't do Mount Rushmore. Okay, sorry. Right. I, will not <laughs> do that. I, I cannot because okay. inevitably you're going to miss somebody of yeah. historical They'll, significance. For me, my favorites right now Ian Eagle has always been mm-hmm. my favorite. His his blend of description, whether he's doing radio or TV, his sense of humor, mm-hmm. he doesn't take himself too seriously. 
He gets the most out of every analyst he ever works with, whether it's the NFL on CBS, whether it's the NCAA tournament, whether it's the NBA on TNT, the Brooklyn Nets, whoever it is. He's, I, mm-hmm. I just think he is the very best mm-hmm. uh, uh, going. I also love... I, I put Joe Buck in there. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. Yeah, it's always a big game sure. that Joe's doing. Um, you know, don't know him, never met him, but I've never understood the hatred that he has gotten over the years. And maybe it goes back to the Randy Moss mooning and mm-hmm. his call of that. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, it's tough, right? That's tough, I think, for any broadcaster uh, to handle something like that where he's, you know, uh, fake mooning the crowd sure. at Lambeau. Uh, I, I've never understood uh, the vitriol that yeah. he gets. I, I think I think there was a minute there where if you wanted to point fingers at him and say, okay, well, his dad's Jack Buck, right? And there's, and, and but, it, but it's like if you get into the nepotism <laughs> game, then um, yeah. Well, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tep, you know I, mean? I mean, here's the deal. Yeah. That's right. I mean, and again, I have had no interaction mm-hmm. with Joe Buck over the years. Uh, big fan of his work. I have always felt like I can identify with him to some mm-hmm. degree. Listen, not to that scale. My dad wasn't Jack Buck. Uh, I he was like my think, Jack Buck. I think he was yeah. Jack Buck to I, me. I, uh-huh. That's right to us. Exactly. Uh, the impact that he made in a Texas Radio Hall of Famer mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but yeah, of course, I'm not where I am without getting that early start, just being around the business, even though it's not like my dad hired me at ESPN or hired me at Westwood One. It, it's very different, just like Jack Buck didn't right. hire Joe at Fox at right. 24 mm-hmm. years old. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, like, guys, there's a reason that like you may think this is an accident, but if you listen to law office commercials, there's a reason that there's a lot of the same names in law yeah. offices, right? Like right. This, you know, it's it's just sure. it's part of the game. But for for Joe Buck, I also think there was, and this is I I like Joe Buck a lot, and I've always liked him. Yeah. Um, I think that there was a notion of boy, he got he got the top assignment real quick, and and you know he didn't. I don't know if they were like, oh, here's this young guy who who gets who gets put into the number one chair basically immediately. And I'm like, he could have he could have flailed exactly he right. Awful. Mm-hmm. That would you that, think he's doing the World Series in '96 and he's in his mid to late twenties. That works. He could have been horrible and he wouldn't have lasted. That he works for six months. Yeah, that yeah. is a criticism for six months, and then you go, oh no, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and maybe those executives who hire them know what they're doing right yeah people you know. can help you get in the door but you have to keep yourself there oh my that's, God. of course <laughs> that's Absolutely. it um okay any anyone else that that you are and yeah the mount Rushmore was mean uh no, that's any, all right is there anyone that's else right. that you're just like i'm gonna stop down because one yeah. guy for example one guy i really like i love listening to kevin harlan oh of course kevin harlan absolutely i was makes gonna, me happy <laughs> i was gonna get to him and dave pash is uh-huh. the other if i picking four mm-hmm. uh that i really like and there are many more kevin kugler who mm-hmm. i was just working alongside at the masters so happy for him again everyone has their own path while mm-hmm. joe buck is fortunate enough and also good enough mm-hmm. to have his post at Fox and now ESPN. He, you know, gets hired in his mid-20s, right? Kevin Kugler had been doing uh, Sunday night football on Westwood One for years and years and college football on TV with Big Ten Network. And a couple of years ago, after the Tom Brenneman scandal... Mm-hmm. Kevin Kugler was tapped to become the new full-time NFL announcer in that Fox lineup. Mm-hmm. And 
Honestly, he should have been doing the NFL years before Mm -hmm. that. He's that good. And he's in his late 40s now. Everyone has their own path, Mm -hmm. right? You know, listen, nothing is guaranteed. It's not like, well, you know, yeah, the... Uh, a spot on an NFL broadcast team is yours if you just work hard enough. You have no idea if that's ever going to happen. There's what? There's there's ten of those. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like seriously, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you just you never know. But I'm just so happy for a guy like Kevin, who I mm-hmm. you know has been uh, working so hard along the way and been so good for many years. Uh, and and Dave Pash with ESPN, who's who like literally has a game every day of the week. It seems like when. You have the college basketball and NBA overlap. He's working with Walton and enduring that on a nightly basis and still keeping viewers informed and also bantering with Bill and reining him in, cutting him off when necessary. And I love it when he, you know, he does the NBA and he's with Doris Burke Mm -hmm. or Hubie Brown or, you know, take your pick, any analyst. I just think he's outstanding. Okay. So you, and and you're with Westwood One. And, and so you you're in a you're in a unique position in the sense that you you have this company that you, that you work for and they send you assignments and stuff like that. What's your what's your calendar look like? You mentioned on the way up that this is this is now a little bit of a downtime here. What's what's your what's your what's your year look like? Yeah, it's very busy from the fall through the winter through mm-hmm. the spring and right about now after mm-hmm. the Masters is when it calms down. Mm-hmm. There will be an occasional event. Uh, here and there. Uh, I've got the PGA Championship next month for Westwood One in Tulsa at Southern Hills. Um, but, you know, outside, of, it's not like I have, oh, yeah, I have a game this weekend. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't do very much baseball or softball or anything like that. Um, you know, it, it's football, it's basketball, it's golf majors, It you know. Uh, occasionally things pop up. We might have a, a summer basketball event on ESPN uh, at the high school level, the Peach Jam. Uh, on the uh, the Nike EYBL, the AAU, the grassroots uh, basketball circuit. But uh, outside of that, this is when I'm able to, you know, reintroduce myself to my family. Yeah. <laughs> kind of nice. That is nice. And I want to get to, to them in a moment. Um, so then, you know, because there's other people that, that their career path is they work for a team. They sure. are, you know, uh, Mark Folliwell is is, yes. is is the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, but he also goes and does World Cup stuff for, for he does FC Dallas and things like that. By the that. way, he's on the list too, he's, obviously. Yes, of course. You know. he's, he's excellent. Yes. Um, if that, like, you get to do so many different things here with, with you know, send all of this. If, if let's say, and I'm not, I'm not wishing ill on the play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma City Thunder, but like if, the, <laughs> if a Thunder job came open, is that something that would be appealing to you or would that you feel like that is like, I, I don't know. On one hand, it seems like there's, there's a little bit of like stability to what your, what your schedule is going to look like. But on the other hand, it's like, all right, there's. You know, there's going to be fewer things that you can do. So, so if if something like that, a team job, were to come open, is that something that would be interesting to you? Uh, I mean, you explore every mm-hmm. opportunity. I don't mind uh, telling you this: uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints radio job mm-hmm. uh, came open last year. I interviewed for it. Uh, you know, and your and your that, family's got deep roots in in, yeah, in, in that part exactly. Of the world. And I, I think that helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, Maybe separate my resume and mm-hmm. tape, if you will, just uh, them knowing that. But listen, it, it's all so competitive. And, mm-hmm. you know, you never know exactly what a team uh, might be looking for. And, uh, you know, obviously didn't get the job, and that's fine. You, you, but you always explore every opening like that because they are so rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, any team job, whether it's the NFL on radio, whether it's the NBA on mm-hmm. TV, um, <clears throat> I don't mind telling you this either. It's funny. 
Uh, I, uh, I actually, you brought up the Thunder, you know, mm-hmm. just as a random example. Uh, in 2018, I interviewed for that position, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, met everyone with the organization, and it was a overwhelmingly positive experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, disappointed at the end. Uh, didn't get the job, obviously, but uh, you know, you you go through that process, and it's the first time, Tep, that I had really done that. I by that time, I was with ESPN and doing college basketball, and with Westwood One and doing college football and college hoops and the tournament and masters and stuff like that. But you know, again, it, it's an NBA job. Mm-hmm. Those are so rare, and it sounded very appealing, um, but you know just didn't get the yes in the end and that's fine you know it it was it was nice to go through that whole interview process with the team and you're meeting the team president you're meeting sam presti the general manager Mm -hmm. and you know everyone treated me so well of course people on the broadcast side uh you know just went through that process and it was a great experience but you did have the opportunity to do what uh, i think nobody else has done in like 30 years and that was call a cowboy game uh back 2019 yeah 2019 brad yeah. sham took a couple of weeks off um and yeah, you one game yeah. one game he took a, took a, a game off the and, saints game and the yep. saints game and you filled in and called a cowboys game along it was alongside babe right babe loffenberg was sure was absolutely and christy scales um, no doubt. uh i i have to imagine that was a pretty remarkable experience to to be you know filling shoes of a mizzou alum yes. uh giant like brad like brad sham <laughs> yeah he's the giant not just because he's a mizzou alum uh, yes. it helps though <laughs> right. uh, look you guys you can't gotta, call you gotta, me you can't call at me all the time you gotta deal with and then this be like, pickle it's awful then, man uh, I mean, whatever i'm just outnumbered i don't like <laughs> Let's get Mallory in here. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I have to imagine that was a pretty special opportunity. Yes. I, the word surreal gets thrown Mm -hmm. out way too often Mm -hmm. these days and by announcers, Mm -hmm. but that was surreal Mm -hmm. because of everything surrounding it. I remember when I got the call that, uh, you know, are you free on this date? from the Cowboys and I had no idea what they were talking about and they quickly filled me in again uh, Brad was observing the Jewish holiday Mm -hmm. Uh, he has only missed two games in his 40 plus years and the previous time they called Vern Lundquist and this okay. time, they called me. <laughs> sure. Like, so, what, what is this? So just to make sure we understand the list, let's get the comprehensive list of guys who called okay. play-by-play yeah. play for the Cowboys. There's three. There's so Brad we're Sham. Uh-huh. There's Vern Lundquist. <laughs> and then they called me for some reason for one game. By the way, only two of you guys called the Masters. I'm just saying. Yeah, unless right. Bra- I, I Brad's called the Masters. Yeah, no. He, he, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I he has. has. I'm not sure. He's, I mean, he's done everything. Yeah. Um, so, yes, to call me and I and I know listen this was this was months after my Mm -hmm. dad had passed away Mm -hmm. uh in April of 2019 getting the call in August of 2019 and knowing that the game was the following month and it was in New Orleans my dad's hometown Mm -hmm. and it just that the emotions bubbling inside Mm -hmm. going into that and like Ted you got to get a grip like you're calling (laughs) game, but that morning, it was on Sunday Night Football, of course, and the super, again, pre-pandemic, the Superdome was insane, as it usually is. 
for prime time. I flew on the Cowboys charter, which is what you do when, you know, the entire crew and the media and all of that. And I carried my dad's ashes with me on the plane because this gave me the opportunity, the, my first opportunity to fulfill my dad's wishes. Mm-hmm. And that was to uh, be sprinkled. We, he was cremated and he wanted his remains to be sprinkled at Melot Park in Gretna, Louisiana, which is on the West Bank of New Orleans, where he grew up playing Little League Baseball Mm. and where he is also in the uh, uh, Gretna Recreation Department Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Because of course he is. (laughs) I mean, there's a whole exhibit and he's got one of his KRLD button-down shirts and one of his rules and a headset. (laughs) Like everyone else, like you got... John Forcade, yeah. right, who played in the NFL, you like you slap a jersey in a box yeah. and that's the display. Anytime somebody's in a Hall of Fame, right? So my dad has a fedora, a headset, <laughs> and a button down. I, I was able to visit the the Hall of Fame. The one of the people who, who uh, run it, they said, Oh yeah, Mr. Roger, he you know, he, he gave us the headsets and we got kids who come here all the time like did, was he a gamer? Was he a gamer who was a Hall of Famer? They had no idea there was oh, a Oh, how the times have changed. Yeah. You know, with the mic, right. of course, that we all see on TV. Yeah, he's just, he's just, yeah. just murking all these fools on yeah. Call of Duty. I do, yes. <laughs> imagine, imagine Roger Emmerich on Call of Duty, and he's like, yes. he's, not, he's like, he's like, GG, yeah. Podnuts. Yeah, <laughs> That's oh, that's awesome. um, that's I didn't I didn't know that that was that it, it served another yes arguably greater purpose Absolutely. than calling a than calling a cowboy game. Absolutely. So that was Sunday morning and then you go back it's like oh my god now I have a game tonight after yeah. all of that and um I just I remember right before kickoff like and by the way New Orleans is also where my mom and dad met mm. where my dad almost ran over my mom in the parking lot <laughs> at Lakefront Arena at the University of New Orleans I'm sure he's told you that story <laughs> yes. okay good pick I'll tell you later um, yes if not for that then uh, I wouldn't be here yeah. so uh thanks dad for running late and almost running over my mom um <laughs> Right before kickoff, like I, f- I literally felt my mom and dad mm-hmm. on my shoulders, like right over my shoulders. I, you know, again, you could say I'm making that up, or I, mm-hmm. it's just that's what I felt, yep. and uh, the nerves coursing through me, and just trying to set those aside, and you almost feel the the hand on your shoulder. It's like you got this, and you can do this, and you know, being with Babe and Christy and the best crew in the league mm-hmm. uh ted nichols Payne, the engineer and danny the producer and bob thomas doing stats and it just that settled me down it's like yeah yay you're here for a reason uh there is certainly a standard brad is not here i can't quite meet it but i'm going to come very close tonight and um uh, Thankfully, it was a close game. It was mm-hmm. it was a an ugly low scoring game. Nine the Saints six won or nine, twelve seven. to ten. Yeah. Yes, yeah. twelve to ten. Uh, but uh, it was a great thrill, one I'll never forget. Um, and that that kind of leads me into a different question because, like you, for example, I think the maybe you've done a football game since then, but I think the last football game you called was was it South Oak Cliff and, and Liberty Hill, or have you done one since then? Yeah, that 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 would have been the last okay. one, mid December. Yes, okay. absolutely. You're How call- historic that was! Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're calling you're calling that game. Um, at you and Shea Walker doing a great job. It's great call. And thank you. You guys, one of the things that I think is so interesting 
because we, of course, are swallowed up in the, in the high school football bubble around here. And one of the things that I think is interesting about my job is I am very much introducing people to these players. Like, they don't, they, you know, God love them. I, I think Dalton and Doug Brooks are awesome. You know what I mean? But Yeah, they are. I wish I had called one of their games the last two years. But John oh Q. football fan right. may not know about these running backs at a 2A level. Right. When you're calling a Cowboy game yes. for the Cowboys radio network, sure. they know who Dak Prescott of is. Course. So, of course. So how do you is how do you split that difference and balance the fact that you need to be informative yes. while also not like, well, here comes number four Dak Prescott. He went to Mississippi State. That's like right. everybody knows. Oh, that. by the way, he was a fourth round pick. Did you yeah, know that? You, everyone knows. <laughs> how about all these that? Things. The Cowboys stumbled into a franchise quarterback in the front. No, you're, you're I wonder if right. that's yeah. more challenging. Oh, sure. Yeah. And on top of that, when you're preparing for an NFL game, as I found that one time, like you are drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There is so much out there and so much good material out there. All the terrific beat reporters that cover the Cowboys, uh, whether it's the Morning News, Star-Telegram, USA Today, so on and so forth, The Athletic. Mm -hmm. I mean, every angle is covered. So... You're right. You're not trying to be Captain Obvious. Yeah. What, what pertains to this game? Mm -hmm. What is important about this? Oh, by the way, Dak is back in his home state. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Back in Louisiana. And uh, there's there was a... I re just remember, again, it was three years ago. You know, how many friends and family were on hand? On top of that, Tep, what makes it easier, again, you're not doing it on TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there is no such thing outside of the preseason as a Cowboys television broadcast. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it on TV, you're doing it for a national audience. And so that's a little different. And it's not like Al Michaels is Captain Obvious, but it's a little different when you are presenting something to a national audience compared to the Cowboys radio network right. with Cowboys fans tuning in. Mm -hmm. And it is a home team perspective, not a Homer broadcast, mm -hmm. but the home team perspective. It's a big difference. I've always loved how Brad has put that the way he treats Cowboys games on the radio, because it's certainly not a Homer broadcast. Uh, it, it's radio. So description is paramount. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, yes, you want to have fun with Babe, and we certainly did. And you're telling stories along the way. But item number one is calling the play mm -hmm. and setting the formation and setting the down and distance and what is happening on the field because you have to be the eyes and ears of the listener. Right. Uh, so it is, it's not quite you know, South Oak Cliff and Liberty mm -hmm. Hill in the 5A Division II state championship where you are introducing mm -hmm. to an audience who Kevin Henry Jennings is. And he just signed with SMU on Wednesday. Everything is pertinent. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, it's very different. There are those little nuggets that you pick up along the way. Ian Eagle has said this before as he gets ready for games on CBS. You are trying to read everything. You're not using everything. But what can help this broadcast stand out? What matters to this game, this storyline? Uh, you know, uh, gosh, I'm, I, I think there was something involving uh, Amari Cooper and a member of the Saints who were high school teammates, mm -hmm. something like that, right? Uh, I think it was uh, uh, 
gosh, there was a connection with Teddy Bridgewater as well, uh, who was, of course, the, the starting quarterback for that game with the Saints. Drew Brees was hurt at the time. So just what matters with this game? And you're not covering their entire life story. Right. Okay. Go ahead. I have a question because you you touched on this. Obviously, there's the difference between calling a game with radio and there's a difference between calling a game with television. The way that you prepare for that, is there difference in the way that you you prepare for it? Yeah, there there is. uh, With TV, uh, there's just going to be more opportunities for storytelling. Mm -hmm. And so you... uh, you want to be prepared certainly for that and listen for radio it's not like you're slacking off it's like oh all i got to deal with is names and numbers and no (laughs) but there's just going to be less time Mm -hmm. to do that and so on radio i'm i am really drilling in on identifying players and being able to do that quickly listen on tv i i'm not setting the formation Mm -hmm. you know that's Mm -hmm. totally unnecessary you know on tv i i am looking for those great humanizing stories and listen you can share them on radio too there's just more time to do that in tv uh you know uh, off the field on the field anything that's interesting you you try to use your news judgment skills you know this kid has overcome this much right uh or, or whatever it might be uh, the details to that story, and uh, maybe there's a, a newspaper article where he's sharing his story with someone. Uh, yeah, you, you hope that you can be that conduit for the people that you see on the field mm-hmm. to the audience at home watching, uh, because that's, that's what people remember when you share that story. Not so much, you know, how excited, you know, you get, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on the game-winning touch shows. And mm-hmm. You got to capture those moments. There's no <laughs> doubt. Uh, but storytelling is so important on television. Uh, let's do some manifestation here. Um, you've called a lot of big events. You've called a lot of big things. What's what's left on the, what's, what's, what's number one on the, on the, bucket list of Tepper he's done the masters you can't top it (laughs) I'm I I understand that was one I'm asking what was two that gets promoted what's what's on what's on the list of the the uh the what's on the to-do list ah gosh I mean I I have been very fortunate listen everything everything the next thing Mm -hmm. the next whatever whatever the next thing is that's the the easy answer you have to put everything you have into what is next on your schedule um but of course, would I love to do the NFL on a regular basis? Sure. I, I, if you don't get into this, dreaming of doing that mm-hmm. at some point in your career, why are you here? Yep. You know, if you're doing football, you know, and again, I love UIL State Championship Week on mm-hmm. Valley mm-hmm. every single year. You talk about stories. I yep. mean, everybody mm-hmm. has a story, mm-hmm. right? You make it to AT&T Stadium uh you know college football on ESPN or Westwood One I've been so fortunate to do outstanding games like the the LSU Texas A&M game that led to the change in overtime Mm -hmm. rules in college football but of course I want to do the NFL yeah you know I want to do the NBA Mm -hmm. you you want to do the highest level Mm -hmm. in your sports um is, Who knows? I mean, you, you just you have to follow your how do you, path. How do you feel about Texan Live? Uh, <laughs> oh yes, please. I was, hi. Hoping, I was hoping you were going to say, "Well, 
kind of hoping uh, that I could hop on some Thursday night Pierce action. Game, yeah. Hey, but hey, I right. grew up. I grew up doing. Listen, you know <laughs> my story. You know it. Like I grew up on Texas high school football, mm. and that's why I love doing the state championships uh, alongside Craig Way or Mark Followell, so on and so forth. Every year, uh, I mean, I did. Coppell High School football on the radio for four years. I did McKinney ISD football. That was my first, that was the first job that professional job that I landed outside of college, you know, after graduation, mm-hmm. you know, getting mm-hmm. paid 150 bucks each game. I was the engineer slash play by play announcer setting up <laughs> yep. all the equipment. Pickle, you know yes. this. Like, <laughs> You know, just like doing games at KNTU, you're mm-hmm. setting up the equipment at the University of North Texas student radio station, setting up the equipment, making sure the wireless transmitter is mm-hmm. working in McKinney at Ron Poe Stadium and doing McKinney High and McKinney North and McKinney Boyd. Uh, it was a game of the week kind of deal. You're covering all three schools. Like, this is, this is and it, even before that, obviously, we're just with my dad, mm-hmm. tagging along with him. I was in high school and, you know, doing the, I was the on-site studio host yes. for South Lake Carroll <laughs> High School football. I was a junior in high, I didn't go to Carroll, but uh, I was you know, able to see that dynasty mm-hmm. uh, in the making uh, when Todd Dodge was the coach. So I love Texas high school football. It's in my well, blood. If you, if you ever, if you ever want to just, if you ever get that itch and you just have like a Thursday night off. I like, know a girl. <laughs> I know, I know an executive producer. Uh, um, no, I do have one more other question. Um, are there any like really wild one-off events? Like you would love to do a, a corn, like cornhole on ESPN or like, like does, do, do you Buddy, hear Nathan's hot dog tournament and say, that's it. it. Like, is there I, one random weird thing that you say? Like, if I could do that, I absolutely would. Cause I've always wanted to do the Nathan hot dog contest, <laughs> like be the one out there in the crowd. I think that'd be so fun. I would vomit on the air. <laughs> just, just watching. The, I mean, I cannot. I can't watch it on TV. I can't. I cannot watch the hot dog eating contest. It's a that tough watch. That's like much. one thing that I just think it would be like. Yep, just just one time. I just want to try it. <laughs> Man, I that's that's like that's professional hard. badminton or something like right, that. Right, right, yeah. 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 Surfing, what's a, what's a you know? weird, yeah, a, a weird. A, it's a they have weird. like that. Uh, they have the Red Bull cliff diving thing that I think yeah. would just be so cool. It's yes. like, yeah, <laughs> yes, we can just really have fun. Exactly, yeah. just know, let loose. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, uh, that's that's tough. Like I, it, I with Westwood One, I've been really lucky. Like been able to cover three olympics and and doing some pretty odd events along the way like the x games mm-hmm. uh, uh winter olympic sports like the snowboarding and all the tricks that they do and um it, it probably be something like that like it, you know what are, are isn't rock climbing an olympic sport now? it is yes now. yeah I, uh, so I, I didn't do anything in tokyo like that i think that would be a lot of fun just the uh the race element to that in addition yeah. to the climbing i don't know break that's, dancing that's we'll have to think about it yeah break, break dancing break well d- it's going to oh, be in the it. next olympics that's it. That's that's it. did i hit the nail on the head i don't know who we need to speak to but there's a camera here uh whoever is in charge <laughs> of booking i presume nbc's got it for for 2024 as well <laughs> yes um, yes they we, have it forever when you we need got your break guy. dancing i'm sure they're watching on the radio that's why I want. I want because right. the TV again, like the picture yeah, paints itself. I, I a hear bit. you. I hear you. I need you on radio. Yeah, that's what I, I need. We need we need Westwood One to get back on that, the Olympics. That, that would, would be fun. Incredible. Yes. Like okay. Um, I I, I want to address something now. How old? Uh, 
well, I guess let's let's go to we have some photographic evidence. Let's talk about this. Uh-oh. You are wagon dad now. Oh no, yes I am. There you go. <laughs> yes, this You're was wagon dad. This was from a few weeks ago. Uh, the roof on the radio flyer is just great. Isn't oh, that the best? That is awesome. It's next level that's stuff. yeah. That's, that's, that was not the there best. back in my day. No, it wasn't. Not for me either. <laughs> so you're Wagon Dad. Um, I, I, am wa- I am Wagon Dad for the five-year-old. And look at that. Jane, my daughter, yes, she's throwing up the three fingers, the triglaza uh, <laughs> watched in Glorious Bastards. Like, wh- where did that come from? I don't know. What I have no know. idea. That's, I haven't seen it from her since. But you, know, but you know what? Look at her. That is strictly vibes. She is just like, oh, she's Dad's out. pulling me around. Uh, yep. I have some sort of drink in my hand. Like, things yep. are good. How she's old is, crushing it. How old is Jane now? She's five. She's five. Yep. This is because uh, this is something I'm going through with Hank right now because Hank yeah. is three and a yeah. half ish. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, Close. Yeah. What did, does does Jane have a conception of what Dad does for a living? Somewhat. Somewhat. Yes. Somewhat. Well, you know what? She has more of a conception of it than she would because. I've done a lot of games from home. Uh, I guess ESPN. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of my uh, Big 12 college basketball games were done with the live from home equipment that mm-hmm. ESPN sent. And, you know, over the last two years, they've utilized that quite a bit. Listen, we all want to be on site. I, mm-hmm. I always laugh at the people that chime in on Twitter. It's like, well, why aren't you there? It's like, I would love to be, be there. there. Yeah. That's the only way Brother, to do a game. you're telling me. That is above my pay grade. You know, I'm thankful that we still have games. Or just, you know, whether it's uh, COVID concerns, whether it's budget concerns, I have no idea. That is so far above me. Yes. I just know where I'm doing the game. I hope it's at the arena. If not, it's from my home office. And so, you know, uh, Jane thinks I'm too loud on occasion. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, mm. I get it. I can get excited mm. uh we all can but uh yeah she she knows you know uh you know daddy's calling a game this weekend or you know whatever okay. uh if i'm happen to be traveling so yes because with hank like we'll drive by a football stadium yeah and he'll be like that's daddy's work that's right that's every football that is stadium. You. Yeah. So it's a middle school Texas stadium or the cotton office. bowl correct it's that's daddy's that's work. daddy's, right? <laughs> daddy's <laughs> but, office but yep. i can't imagine that jane walks by a radio and goes there's daddy's work you know what i mean like no, that's no, like yeah a, but but she does understand that like dad talks into equipment i'm sure she right. could see yeah, a basketball oh, and, and yeah. kind of put that oh, yeah. together yeah oh yeah she's seen i mean you know again it's not like uh it's not like my wife kate and, and jane are plopping down for every game that i do that would be a sentence that they do not deserve <laughs> but but on occasion you know they'll flip it on and like there's daddy you know doing whatever game on on tv like oh you know there's daddy you know got the headset and all of that i mean let's be honest i think we all probably still have grown relatives that don't necessarily especially with us in texas high school football don't necessarily understand what it is that we do oh consistently yeah (laughs) they say well especially out of state they're like you you do high, you, you do pay high, your bills by talking about high school high football. School football. You, do, you do high school football, but like then what do, you, what do you do the like other real, yeah. eight months? Like, yeah. like do, you, do you work at, you know, do you wait tables? It's like, right, oh, exactly. It's full-time gig. Yeah. Um, it's Texas. Texas. Yeah. Texas. It, is, it, is, it is, in fact, yes. Yeah, it's the only place that we can have this job. That's right. Um, yeah, that's that's just, it's 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 just interesting to see, like, through, through the eyes of kids. Cause I, I don't think, I don't think Hank has an idea that, like, I write. Like I don't think Mm-mm. the magazine is something mm. that is. He is I think no, it's like. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's every once in a while he gets to see me on TV. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, there's Dad." That's right. Like, that's why he's not here. He's in the television. That's right. That's where he lives now. In the box. This he's is my home now. <laughs> right. Yes. And that's the other thing that's important. And I don't know if you if people need to hear this. 
the the husbands and wives of broadcasters get enough of us. They ain't tuning in. They get enough no. of us off the clock. No. Okay, yeah. they ain't tuning in. There's no need. My yeah. like my wife has probably seen my wife five my minutes wife. of my broadcasting <laughs> over the past yeah. year. Wow. Five minutes. Wow. Should have tuned in and be like, oh. And that would be like when I'm like, hey, look at this clip we did on the show or something. Right. Well, that's because right. you're really hard to put up with. Damn. <laughs> wow. All right. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Bang. There it is. Pickle from downtown. <laughs> Ted Emmerich. All right. One last question for Ted Emmerich. <laughs> you got good pipes. I don't uh, think that's. I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm breaking right. any, I guess. any news. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Uh, you got it from your dad. Uh, I never, I never met your mom. Did mm. she, did she have a, she have a nice voice, or is this mostly? Yeah, yeah, she actually had a voice deeper than my dad's. Oh wow! Nice. Or not. I yes, love she, it. she, she. Uh, hello, I, honey. How are you? I love it. Okay. <laughs> no, she was fine. Yeah. Do, do you ever catch yourself in announcer voice? You know what I'm talking about. Where you're, you're. You're just turning it up a little bit, and it's like you know, there's it's on like on the air, on the air, right? Or, yeah. Do you ever catch yourself on that? Doing the, you know what? That was early. That was very, and that's that happens to everyone. I I'd like to say, the answer is no mm-hmm. now because you 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 want to be natural. You, you and and that's it's so right. It's it's the cliche advice that you always hear growing up, and then you're passing it along to others now. It's be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's sound natural. It's what does that even mean? And mm-hmm. you don't figure that out until you do it mm-hmm. a number of times, hundreds of times, and you mess up, and you know you're you're putting on some kind of affectation to make your voice sound. Uh, like more Joe resonant, Buck. you know right? what I mean? Yeah, and I, I remember, like, if you were to dig around and find some old SoundCloud that I had with, I, I remember this because this was a few years ago, and I uh, was listening back. I think it was a high school basketball game, McKinney High School, and somebody in 2013, mm-hmm. even again, like nine years ago, and it's like, who is that? Yeah, it just it sounded so bad, just mm-hmm. it, it not technically mechanically or anything calling the play but just the voice like what am i trying to do here yeah and i feel like i mean i appreciate the compliment about my voice i've always been told well you don't have pipes like your dad's and it's like well thanks for that appreciate that and that's and i don't i understand that because nobody has you baritone but i remember again when you're working in your early to mid 20s and you're told that and you know uh, people make jokes like hey when are your balls gonna drop like thanks for you know again i okay well like i i gotta have a a, a deeper voice then and, and now you don't sound like yourself you're inauthentic right. mm-hmm. exactly right and so again i hope now and especially in big mo- like you know how you're it, it, there is some measure of projection that you need obviously Certainly. when you're calling a game but you don't want it to sound too much different than your natural speaking mm-hmm. voice just like we're talking here yeah you know, I think that's that's exactly right. You know, like I I know, like it probably caught you by. So I, I'll tell the story on the air. Caught you by surprise, like whenever she came on board, and we have Craig Way on the show. Yeah. Craig Way on the show every every Tuesday during right. the show during the week. 
And like I gave her Craig's number, and I'm sure it shook you as somebody who grew up listening to Craig Way mm-hmm. call games. That shook he you sounds the that exact he's just, like, same. You just pick up the phone, and all you do is you're talking to the radio. Yeah, he literally, it's like, <laughs> you know? hello, pickle, and it's the exact same thing that he would do on the thing. Right. And I was like, that's hi. the goal. Yeah. Yep. That's the goal. Well, and that's that's another thing, like, especially for, I can say that for girls, when you go into sports, it's like, oh, well, you need to have a really, really deep voice. Like, you need mm-hmm. to fit in with the thing. And it's like, look, I do have a deeper voice for a girl anyway, but it's kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, I didn't need to sit there and go, hey, you know, to like, no, <laughs> no. no way. Also, it's just tiring to keep that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's exhausting. It's, well, and if you do it for a whole game, like it's one thing, sideline reporting, but if you're on color or play-by-play, yeah. that strains your voice. You're going to lose oh, yeah. it by yes. the end of the call. Yeah, no doubt. Pe- and people will see through that mm-hmm. yeah, eventually. Yeah. He's Ted Emmerich. He is, uh, you hear him on ESPN, on Westwood One, all the places. Um, when are we going to get a Ted pod? When are we get the Ted Emmerich No podcast? one, there is no market for that. <laughs> no one needs that. I... I would. I would be. You would be the one person to download that every week. <laughs> would Would your wife listen to it? No way. <laughs> no way. Would she? She. <laughs> would she subscribe to it just to boost the numbers? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm gonna she help like, in this. She, no, there is no way. Because I think I, I think my wife subscribes to the podcast and never listens to it just to like you know ah, we're gonna bump the number I'll support the team stuff like that. You're you're saying you're saying Kate would be like absolutely not. She would just shake her head like what what is a pod what is that like here's podcast a, what are we doing here? You talk enough for a little. Yeah, seriously, there's um, no way. Ted, thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate Always a pleasure, out. man. I love the this studio is incredible. Well, I know uh, well, what you guys know have put together. When whenever I know you're pretty local, I'm right down the road so like i'm you, five minutes away if, if you ever just want to hang out like this is where we just are. barge through like the kool-aid man and yeah oh say, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> great oh yeah texas uh, football today <laughs> that's the energy that we need in here also it gives me a break from just having to talk to him so i'm telling you this is all good stuff oh, you do need a break from that so you're telling me so this is episode 1369 nice. we have ended every 103 1368 shows mm. by asking vince young to come get his two 2001 player of the year trophy oh man so madison yes i'll do i'll do the those, al- those awesome uh sky blue yes, uniforms i remember man he looked faster in those too yes i don't know what yes. it was it's the, flash. The, colors, yeah. the color yes uh so well, i appreciate it tep thank you i will uh, accept it on his behalf no, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank not you so much all right point. see ya oh, all right, hold on i'll do okay. an outro i'll point to you and you can address that camera and tell Vince Young to get his Player of the Year trophy in whatever okay. way you think is best. Okay. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ted Emmerich and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince, <laughs> just listen for a moment. <laughs> You won this beautiful award that has a chip, maybe multiple chips on it. This award needs to go home. It needs you. It wants you. Please pick it up. Please do it for the children. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.